Good morning, everybody on Facebook. Thank you for joining us here in beautiful Southern California in Orange County. If you're ever in the area, we're in Laguna Hills. Come on out. Feel free to join us. And if you're watching this message, please share this with somebody, one of your 5,000 friends on Facebook who need to hear the word of God this morning. So thank you for doing that. You just click that share button, click the like button. And we don't know who you are if you're watching unless you comment. So please comment right there in the comment box too that you're watching us this morning. And um, thank you for joining us. We bless you and your family. And it's just nice to have interaction and a face with a name and uh, likes and hearts. So amen. Praise God forevermore. Thank you for it. And for those of you on podcast, thank you for joining in on our podcast this morning. We bless you as well. So thank you so much. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praises and the glory. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hello. Hey, <laughs> man. God is good, isn't he? Yes. Say, God is good. Are you, are you ready to sweat through a service? It's good for us. It's good for your body. Amen. You're going to have a detox this morning, physically, uh, soulfully, and spiritually. So praise God forevermore. It's good for our bodies to sweat. Amen. <laughs> and what better place to sweat than hearing the word of God? Amen. We're going to pick up on our message that we started last week and the oldest book in the New Testament, Thessalonians, is the oldest book in the New Testament written around 51 AD from Paul the Apostle. And again, just as a point of reference, uh, time frame wise, the uh, Gospels, Mark was written about 66 to 70 AD, Matthew and Luke 85 to 90 AD, and uh, Big John, the Gospel of John was written about 90 to 110 AD. Uh, Thessalonians is the oldest book in the the New Testament at 51 AD. So I would say this is sound doctrine. Amen? This is one of the first books, so I would say this is sound doctrine. Amen? I encourage you to read through Thessalonians on your own to develop that sound doctrine. Uh, One thing we really take away from Thessalonians is um, work, the commandment to work. And that's a sound doctrine. The first thing in the New Testament is work. And then faith, it seems, is built upon that. But if work's not in place, uh, you'll just get lost. Amen? Amen. (laughs) You'll get uh, super spiritual and get lost on the ditch on the other side as well. So the foundation here is work. And uh, how many of you know work builds character? Amen? (laughs) Work builds character development. So if you see a person not working and not worked their whole life, they probably don't have a lot of character. They're probably just floating through life uh, doing their own thing. But work builds character development. Say, I got good character development. Say, I'm a hard worker. I'm a good worker. And the Bible instructs me to work. Amen. So let's go to 2 Thessalonians. And we'll start here. Again, we started last week in 1 Thessalonians uh, 4. And we read through the end there. What an awesome book that is. I don't know about you, but rejoice always. Verse 16 in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 was on my heart all week. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. I don't know about you, but I was trying to do that all week, and the Holy Spirit was right there to help me. Rejoice in always when the battle seems tough, praying without ceasing when the battle seems tough, and in everything giving thanks when the battle seems tough. Amen? Because victory is right on the other side. Say, I'm going to the next level. Say, I'm in preparation mode. I am rebooting. God is rebooting me and adding software to my life to take me to the next level ahead. Amen. So in the peaceful times and in the quiet moments, um, put personal development first and God will soar you to new heights ahead. Amen. So he is rebooting all of us (laughs) and installing things in us that we've never had before. 
And I firmly believe new gifts and talents are going to emerge in this new season like never before. You're going to be doing something you've probably never done before, and it's going to be a tremendous blessing to you and to others. So praise God forevermore. Say open doors of favor, open doors of supernatural increase, and divine connections are coming my way today. I believe for them until I walk through them. In Jesus' name. Say there's always more ahead. Say the best is yet to come. Woohoo! Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. So 2 Thessalonians, we'll start here. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. Lord, we just pray for a perfect covering upon this service. Heal anybody who's in need of healing this morning from head to toe during this service in Jesus' name. Prosper anybody who has a need this service in Jesus' precious name during the preaching of your mighty written word. We give you all the praises for moving in our midst. Thank you, Lord. Come on in, Holy Ghost. You're welcome in this place. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 So greetings, Paul's greeting, Second Thessalonians, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. They never traveled alone, and neither should you. Amen. I heard stories of Billy Graham, and um, women would knock on his door late at night when he was preaching, traveling the world. And um, he always traveled with a company because of that, amen, to guard himself and his ministry to keep his ministry pure. So you should always travel in a group. Jesus always sent him out two by two, amen. Praise God forevermore for companions, faithful, trustworthy companions that can keep you from the evil one in temptation. To the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you. Say grace to me today. And peace, shalom, nothing missing. Nothing broken. Say, I have all I need, and I have all I want. See, I'm getting really good at living in my wants and not my necessities. Amen. Grace to you and peace. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One and His Anointing. Christ was not His last name. It means the Anointed One and His Anointing. Verse 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, See, Paul's giving thanks for you. God's giving thanks for you. Amen. We are bound always to give thanks for you, brethren, as it is fitting. Because your faith grows exceedingly. Say, my faith grows exceedingly. Say, he's taking me from faith to faith and from glory to glory because he has taken me from faith to faith. Amen. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. The love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Say, I love the one sitting next to me. Say, I'm not commanded to like them, but I am commanded to love them. Amen. Say, I love the one sitting next to me. And Paul says here, it abounds toward one another. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith. Say, faith and patience inherits all the promises of God. And they work together. And here we see them linked together again. For your faith and patience, for your patience and faith, in all your persecutions and tribulations, literally afflictions, that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. Say, I'm worthy. Amen. For which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God. Here's somebody's verse this morning. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with affliction or tribulation those who trouble you. Those who trouble you. It's a righteous thing, meaning it's a right thing for God. A right thing with God 
to repay with tribulation or affliction those who bug you, <laughs> those who trouble you. Amen? I don't know about you. That's a good promise to have. I love my enemies and I pray for them, but I have a promise right here that's got the payment's coming. Retribution's coming on them. Amen? That's just a promise from God. That's his end. Amen? That's not our end. That's his part. Say that's God's part, not mine. I never render evil for evil. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 7. And to give you who are troubled, to give you who are afflicted or troubled or tormented, rest. Rest. Say he gives his beloved rest. And I am his beloved. Rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire. <laughs> I love this verse. Andre loves this verse. How can any man loves this verse? I mean, come on. Retribution. Say it's retribution season. God's knocking off our enemies and raising up the righteous. We just take authority over the United States of America right now collectively as a unit in Jesus' name. And we bind the devil off this nation. Get off our property and get off God's people in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for them, Jesus said. All he needs is agreement. All he needs is agreement, not dissension. All he needs is agreement. That's why the devil troubles marriages more than any other thing. Because he knows the power of agreement. He knows the two become one flesh. And if they agree for anything on the earth, like Adam and Eve were supposed to do, it shall be done for them. Amen, amen. Say, I have a blessed marriage. Amen, amen. Say, I have a blessed marriage. Whoever you're married to, amen. Male or female or Jesus himself, amen. Amen. He's the bride. Or we're the bride. He's the bridegroom. Amen. We have, blessed, we have a blessed marriage. And to give those who are troubled and inflaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of His power when He comes in that day to be glorified, where? In, in his saints. Say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. To be glorified in me and in you. To be glorified in us and to be admired among all those who believe. Because our testimony among you was believed. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all, say all, all the good pleasure of his goodness. You study goodness out, wealth is right in there. All the good pleasure of his goodness and every good thing. And the work of faith with power. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified where? In you. In you. And you in him. Say, I'm glorified. And he's glorified in me. According to the grace, the unmerited favor of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ, the free gift he placed within each one of us. Christ the anointed one and his anointing. Say, I'm anointed to flourish. I am anointed to prosper. Amen. Chapter 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, 
we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had already come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Many shall depart from the faith, Paul said in another book. Many shall depart from the faith. Unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin, literally sin there is lawlessness, and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The son, a man, of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself, a man, above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, a man, sits, as God was added, so you can cross that out, so that he sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God through lying signs and wonders. Hold your place right here and go with me to Matthew 24, verse 3. Matthew 24, 3. Jesus speaking on the end times, as Paul was right there. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, Jesus, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of this age, the dispensation of grace and the age of men? Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. This is his first instruction to his disciples. The first instruction from Jesus to us, his disciples, is take heed unto yourself that no man deceives you. That no one deceives you. Say, I ain't falling for that, Satan. For many will come, many will come in my name, Christians, in the name of Jesus, claiming to be Christians, saying, I am the Christ, or I am anointed. Listen to me. And will deceive many. They're not speaking the truth. They won't be preachers of the word. Because we know the word is truth. Amen? So they'll be preaching something other than the word. They may have some word mixed into it out of context. But they're not preaching the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. So help them God. Amen? And will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. You'll hear of these things. What's the instruction? See that you're not troubled. See to it that you're not troubled by these things. So that's on us, and that's our responsibility. I fear not, in Jesus' precious name. I will not worry. I will not take a care. I see to it that I personally am not troubled. And if you see to it personally that you're not troubled, and the people around you see personally that they're not troubled, we'll all live very happily together. Amen? There won't be fear in our midst, worry or anxiety in our midst, because we're seeing to it that we're not troubled by using our authority. Amen? Say amen, somebody. For all these things must come to pass. He said must. All these things must. They must come to pass. So don't deny them. They're coming to pass whether you believe it or not. But the end is not yet. What's that? He said, yeah, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And nation will rise against nation. But the end is not yet. You know, I was awoken by an earthquake right here in Aliso Viejo. I believe it was 2014 or 15. And uh, it was at 6 a.m. And the Lord, immediately, the Holy Spirit was right there as I felt the shaking. And he said, wars and rumors of wars. That's all he said. And I knew exactly where that was. It was Matthew 24. And I read that verse. Wars and rumors of wars. And another verse says there's earthquakes. And it says it right here. In various places and pestilences. Which was added, but famines as well. And immediately I went right to this voice, verse. And he said, see that you're not troubled. The end is not yet. 
And I knew it wasn't the end yet. Amen? Because I was hearing of these things. I was feeling earthquakes, roars and rumors of wars. But be not troubled. The end is not yet. A lot of people think the world is coming to an end. Well, until the gospel is spread to all the world, it's not coming to an end. Amen? There's a lot of people to reach still for Jesus. Amen? So praise God forevermore. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines. Pestilences was added. And earthquakes. So there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And all these things are the beginning. Say beginning. Of sorrows. And say I'm delivered from the tribulation period. Amen. Say tribulation is not for me. <laughs> Praise God. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. <laughs> are you ready? Say, I'm ready. <laughs> Tell someone next to you, get ready. Say, I'm in the army of Christ. Say, to die is gain and to live is Christ. Say that with me. To die is gain and to live is Christ. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. <laughs> Who will? All these nations that don't believe in God. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. So mass offense is the, the number one sign here of the end times as well. Many will be offended. Many. Say many. Will be offended. And will betray one another. Faithlessness will abound, not faithfulness. It says in Revelation, the Lord is looking for faith upon the earth when he comes. And will betray one another and will hate one another. The love of many will wax cold, will hate one another, betray one another, and become offended. So if you're not keeping a lo your love commandment in full tact, these things will happen to you. Amen? But if you endeavor to walk in love, they won't. If you're walking in love, you won't be offended. If you're walking in love, you won't betray the one sitting next to you. And if you're walking in love, you won't hate the one sitting next to you. Amen? Then many false prophets, those who aren't speaking the word of God, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Many, it says. Many false prophets and deceive many. And because lawlessness, remember what we read in 2 Thessalonians, the man of lawlessness, the man of sin, literally lawlessness, shall arise. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. doesn't say all, because the church is commanded to love no matter what. Amen? But he says the love of many will grow cold. Say that's not going to be me. Say I'm keeping my love commandment until the end and I'll be crowned with my crown of righteousness. Amen, amen. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he or she who endures, who loves to the end shall be saved shall be saved from every affliction and tribulation. He who loves and keeps his commandment of love shall be saved. That word saved is so so Every wit whole saved in every area of your life. Financially, physically, relationally, spiritually, soulfully, every area. He who keeps his love command and endures to the end will be saved. Ah, oh, such a great place of peace and rest in our commandment of love. Our commandment of love is for our benefit to keep us in perfect peace. While the world's toiling and killing each other, I'm kept in perfect peace in my commandment of love. Amen? He covers me as with a shield. His love never fails. And this gospel of the kingdom, verse 14, 
This good news of the kingdom of God will be preached. It's prophesied. Are you a sent one? Are you in his army? And this gospel of the kingdom, the good news, will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. What's the, the greatest sign of the end? The gospel being preached to every nation. Until that's done, it ain't going to end. Amen? Because God is long-suffering and willing that every man be saved. If there's a willing vessel, Second Chronicles says, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth, searching and looking for those he can prove himself strong to. If there's a willing person out there ready to receive, he ain't coming yet. Amen? He's long-suffering, willing that all men be saved. Amen? So we have a good job to do. Preach this gospel to the end of the earth and work with our own two hands as we see in First and Second Thessalonians to support those who are preaching it. Amen? To get this thing wrapped up. Amen? I don't know about you, but I support worldwide evangelism probably more than any other thing. And that's the greatest harvest I receive off my seed is when I, when I sow into ministers and ministries that spread the good word, that spread the gospel. Amen? That get the lost saved. Amen? Because then shall the end come. God's looking to save the lost. The greatest investment you can make is in yourself and in others, or in people, amen? God's an investor in men, amen? If you invest in men, you'll live a blessed life, amen? If you invest in yourself and invest in men like God does, you'll live a blessed life on this earth. I guarantee it, amen. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians now. Amen. Is anyone getting something from this? Praise God. So when that man of lawliness is revealed and sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God through lying signs and wonders and even miracles, do you not remember, verse 5, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know that it is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. I believe we're restraining that man of lawlessness. I believe the church and their authority is restraining that man of perdition, the Antichrist, that man of lawlessness from rising up and taking a seat in the temple. And when the church is out of here on the first boat, say, I'm going to be in the first boat, out, amen. First ship out, amen. When the church is out, the man of lawlessness arises. And then we see the period of tribulation and all that stuff that Revelation mentions. It's, and Matthew 24 that we didn't read. So praise God, there's a great catching away first. And the scripture really does prove that. So praise God forevermore. Okay. Uh, verse 7. <laughs> he's revealed in his own time. He's taken out of the way. And then, and then, so those who are taken out of the way who were restraining this man, and then once they're taken out of the way are raptured, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth, and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Woohoo! Say, that's my commander-in-chief. Who's going to do that? That's who I serve. Amen. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Say, when I'm on the earth, and in my authority, the devil can't operate. See, if you fail to use your authority, he can but while the church is here using his, their authority, he can't. So they have to be removed first for him to operate. Amen? Say, I know the authority I have, and I'm teaching others 
that authority as well. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Say, I'm not perishing. Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. These are the ones who didn't receive the word and are now in the tribulation period. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Well, how many people do you see out there, <laughs> liberals, who are under that spell, who are under that curse, amen, who are under the lie? Strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Hell's a real place, amen? amen? And it wasn't created for man. The Garden of Eden and paradise and heaven was created for man. Hell was created for Satan only and his cohorts, not men. But it says here, those who deny the truth are going there. Amen. Who do not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks to God for you always. Brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, the Word of God, to which He called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory. For Say, for the obtaining of the glory. Say, the world's going to see His glory in me. It's coming. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Say, I stand fast. Say, I'm unmovable in the faith. And I'm unmovable on the word, the rock. Therefore, brethren and sisters, stand fast and hold. Hold. Say, I hold on to the word. Hold on to the traditions, the words which you were taught, whether by word or our letter, our epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace. Say, I have good hope by grace, grace. not of works that I should boast. Say, I have good hope in me because of him. I don't have to work this hope up. Say, his hope's in me now. Comfort your hearts. He's the comforter. Comfort your hearts and establish you. Say, I'm firmly established and planted in every good word and work. See, word comes before work there. In every good word and work. You won't, you, you won't do what you don't say first. In every good word and work. Chapter 3. <laughs> Finally, brethren, pray for us. Paul always requested prayer as well. But he always gave a subject and a detailed prayer on what to pray for him. He didn't just say pray for us and leave it to the people's win. We have people ask us all the time, can we pray for you? What can we pray for you? Oh, we, we pretty much got it covered. Yeah. I, I think we may be in more faith than a lot of people who ask us that. And a cord of two or three strands is not easily broken. Yeah. If me and Clarissa are in agreement over anything, it's done. Yeah. Amen? And uh, Jesus believes with us. Amen? So there's three right there. So praise God forevermore. But he gives directions in what to pray. Amen? Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly. Notice this wasn't a selfish prayer. This wasn't for him. 
This was out the work of the ministry. Amen? So don't let people get you in selfishness either. Asking, what can I pray for you? How can I, what can I, what can I agree with? How can I pray for you? Well, you can't. It's better if you don't pray for me, actually. Just pray in tongues. Amen? And that'll solve all our troubles. Amen? Because you may be praying something that I don't want for me. Amen? <laughs> so praise God. Paul gave a detailed prayer. And it wasn't for himself. It was for the work of the ministry for the Lord. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly. Yeah, you can agree with that, with that for us. Amen? That the word of the Lord runs swiftly. That this word spreads through the Southland. You can stand in agreement with us for that. Amen? That this word spreads swiftly and will be glorified. Just as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For not all have faith. For not all have faith. So agree with people who do have faith who, and, and not, who don't have it. Amen? For not all men do have faith. So find your prayer buddy and find your prayer partner and start agreeing on stuff. Amen? And bring your prayer requests to us if you have them and we'll use our faith and agree. We're in faith. Amen? We'll get the job done and we'll agree with you. Amen? We stand in faith. We study the word. Amen? Praise God forevermore. If you don't have someone to agree with, we'll agree with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have men have faith. But the Lord is faithful. Say, the Lord is faithful. Say, when I ask Him for anything, He gives it to me, because He is faithful. Who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. The Lord will do this. Amen? And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you do and will do the things we command you. And we're wrapping up. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. You can pray that for yourself every day. May the Lord direct my heart into the love of God and into the patience of Christ every morning, every day. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God, into His love. Not fear, not into fear, doubt, or worry, or unbelief, not into the world, but into the love of God who has everything for His children. And into the patience of Christ, that anointed one in His anointing. Verse 6. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw, withdraw from every, say every, every brother who walks disorderly, disorderly, and not according to the tradition which he received from us. Again, this is the first epistle in the New Testament. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. Follow us, so they demonstrated first. For we were not disorderly. Say disorderly. Among you. Say miracles always work in an atmosphere of order, not chaos and disorder. Say I'm an atmosphere changer. And I bring order to the scene so God can function. See, we're main, our main call is to change the atmosphere down here for God to move. Amen? Once the atmosphere is shifted into order, God can function and operate. Amen? Not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. But worked. Say worked. I didn't hear you. Say worked. <laughs> it got real quiet. But worked with labor and toil night and day. 
that we might not be a burden to any of you. So this was Paul's aim, and this should also be our aim, amen? That we not be a burden to anybody. So there's two types of people in the world. Those who will put something in you, and those who will put something on you, a.k.a. burdens. One is a contributor, one is a taker. Paul says, dismantle, dismember yourself from these brethren who walk disorderly and not in order. Don't hang around people who put burdens on you, who weigh you down. We have to cast off our restraints, amen? And every yoke of bondage, say his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's not heavy. So again, there's two types of people in the world. Those who will instill and place something in you and feed you, and those who will try to take from you and burden you. Hang around those who feed you, amen, and bring you up. Amen. That's good preaching, Brother Eli. Praise God forevermore. He's really talking about freeloaders here. Amen. Those who just hang on you and not work for themselves. He also mentions busybodies down here. And a busybody, in my opinion, is just someone who doesn't have a job. <laughs> they're so busy in the affairs of others because they're not working. They can judge everyone's actions, everyone else's business, but their own because they don't have any. That's a busybody, folks. Amen? Who aren't working at all. Verse 8, Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example. Say, I'm an example to the world. Amen. If we don't do what the Word says, we won't shine Christ to the world. They won't see Him, because we're not in obedience of His Word. Not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. Say, Paul worked quietly with his own two hands, and so do I. Say, new ideas and concepts business ideas and ventures and new work for the work of my hands is coming to me now in Jesus' precious name. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, we, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. No, it's a, notice it's a matter of the will. If anyone will not, he refuses to work. It's a matter of the will. Their will, they're stubborn, they will not work. They don't want to work. Neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some among you who walk in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such we command and exhort, or warn literally, through our Lord Jesus Christ, that they work in quietness. Say in quietness and eat their own bread. Say, I'm self-sufficient for every good work. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him. That's a strong command. And do not keep company with the person who refuses to work or walk disorderly, that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always 
in every way. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with my own hand, which is a sign in every epistle, so I write. The grace and favor of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And lastly, look at me at Ephesians 4.28 and just a confirming word here as well. I hope this is lastly. Is anyone getting hot? (laughs) We're at 36 minutes. We can go. Let's just get this out. This is sound doctrine. Amen? Amen. Say this is sound doctrine. Say the word is sound doctrine. Ephesians 4.28 Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather, say rather, let him labor, working with his hands what is good. Say what is good. Say I enjoy my work. I work quietly with my own two hands. What is good for me? not for somebody else. So you have to be in your work and assignment, not in somebody else's. Otherwise, it's just toil, amen? There's no satisfaction and there's no fruit from it. Working with his hands what is good, that he, what, wait, why are we working? Paul says it right here. Why are we working? That he may have something to give him who needs. Say, I work to give, not to live. If that's your mentality, you'll flourish. Proverbs says, the generous soul shall increase more and more. Say, I'm prosperity-minded. Say, I'm generosity-minded. Say, I work to give, that I may be a blessing to others. This is how you flourish. Amen? We work to give. God provides all our needs, but he also commanded us to work. It supplies our needs and the needs of others. Amen? Say, I work with my own two hands, that which is good. Lord, can I get into this? I know this was for someone. I want to kind of complete this. Do I have time to complete this doctrine? Lord, help me. (laughs) Help me do it here. Galatians 5. I'm trying to link work. Just say this with me. All money is a seed. Say, everything I do in this life is a seed. If you view money as a seed, it'll be a lot easier for you to sow it and then to reap. Amen? But if you don't see money as a seed and you're saying, I'm just going to give and not expect to receive a harvest, your giving will stop. But if if you view money as a seed, which it is, you're now planting a seed systematically like a farmer, expecting a crop and a harvest. There's been thousands and millions of Christians who've given to the work of the Lord who haven't received a dime back because they've never viewed money as a seed. You're due a harvest if you sow seed. Amen? So we have to be seed and harvest minded. Amen? Say, I'm due my harvest. If I've sown money, I'm due money. Back to me. Amen? So don't stop working and don't stop sowing. Amen? They function together. Seed time and harvest. Amen? I'm trying to link this. Amen? Galatians 5, 6 says, Let him who's taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever, say whatever, a man sows, that he will also reap. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. What's the number one hindrance to your harvest. If you've given offerings, if you've sown seeds, 
What's the number one thing to receiving your harvest? It's you. It's not the devil. It's your own mouth. Only you can stop your harvest by speaking against it. Never ever speak against your harvest. Say, harvest come to me now. Say, my harvest is always coming to me. Say, all grace abounds to me. Let's wrap this up in 2 Corinthians 9. I just have to show you this. Say, money's a seed. The word is a seed. Jesus is a seed. My words are seeds. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, Paul, the apostle here, is talking specifically about money. But this I say, he who sows, see, he called money seed. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will. Say will. That's a strong word. That means shall. It definitely will come to pass, unless you stop it with your own mouth. Will also reap bountifully. Say, I'm a bountiful sower, and I'm a bountiful reaper. Say, I only sow where the Holy Spirit says, and I call in my harvest after I sow, expecting it. Say, I'm in expectation of my harvest today. Say, harvest cometh to me now say that every day. It's what the word instructs you to say right here. So that each one give as he purposes in his heart. Okay, here we go. This, this throws out some television evangelists here. So that each one give as he purposes in his heart. Whose heart? Your heart. The seed sower, right? Not grudgingly or of necessity. That word necessity literally means compulsion. Compulsion. Not grudgingly or of compulsion, meaning moved by emotion. You're not supposed to give and sow seed moved by your emotions or by pressure of somebody else. That seed won't work. It's not biblical. It's not a biblical seed. He says only sow seed that you've purposed in your heart. You've premeditated this in your own heart. Yes, this is what I'm going to plant strategically and expect my harvest on this seed. I'm naming it, I'm planting it where the Lord says, and it will produce a harvest in my life. Amen. I live from what I give. Amen. And I work for seed. I'm working for seed, amen? Seed to plant into good ground. So that each one give or sow, literally give there is in italics, the translators added it. It should be sow, not give. Sowing comes with harvest, right? Sowing comes with reaping. Giving should come with receiving in your mind. So that each one sow as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Say a cheerful giver. Say God's the most cheerful giver of all. And as I give as he tells me to, I become more like him. Say I'm a God man on this earth. Say I'm an agent of prosperity on this earth. And I cannot outgive God. And God is able. Here's the promise. This is what you need to meditate if you're a sower of seed. And God is able. Say, God is able. God is able. Amen. God is able. Say that. Sing that to yourself. God is able to make. God is able to make this happen for you. 
All grace. Say all grace. grace. Abound toward me. Say me. That I, make it personal, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance. Say abundance. Say overflow. Say the sower has no lack. For every good work, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now he who supplies, that word may is not in there. Now he who supplies, seed to the sower. Say the Lord gave me my job. Now he who supplies, seed to the sower. Say that's why I have the best job. Because the Lord gave it to me. And if I don't have it yet, I'm going to wait on the Lord for it. Because he supplies seed to the sower and bread for my food. He will supply and multiply the seeds you have. Say, promotion's coming my way. And increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything. Say, in everything. For all liberality to give generously with. To all of it. Any good notion you have in your heart to give, I can freely give it now. Amen? This is his promise here. But I need to meditate it and get it in my spirit for it to come to pass. I say it every day, all grace abounds to me. Why? Because I'm a seed sower. Amen? All grace abounds to me. This is the promise for the seed sower. Amen? The good farmer of money. Amen? While you are enriched in everything for all liberality or generosity which causes thanksgiving through us, comes through us to God. Thank you, Lord, for more to give with. Thank you, Lord, for this abounding harvest that I have more seed to sow with. Amen? Into your life and ministry and work where you said. When he tells you where to sow, do it. Amen? Do it quietly and reverently. Amen? And he'll bless it. He's the Lord of the harvest, it says. Amen? And he's the one that causes all grace to abound to us. Amen? Say, God is my source. Jesus is Lord. And His Word is my supply. Let's all stand. Did anyone get something from this message? I hope that helped. Never stop working and never stop sowing and never ever stop reaping your harvest. So we're going to call that in today. Say it with me. Harvest, you come to me now. If you have an offering today, just lift it up and say, Father, with this seed, Or just do it in faith. With this seed that you give me, I sow where you tell me to sow. And I plant it in good soil. And I stand for a 30, 60, and a hundredfold return, as your word says. Say, Father, you're the original Jew. You're good with money. You're good with finances. And you've entrusted them to me. Say, I'm good with finances. I sow strategically. I reap strategically. And my harvest is due me because of it. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Hallelujah. As long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest. So bless you all for coming in. Thank you, familia. Familia faith. The Lord's just working me in these principles, especially as you have a downtime in business or in work, the Lord just takes me right back to spiritual laws that never fail. Amen? Amen. And just becoming a doer and a doer of the word, it will not fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word remains forever. If we work the laws of prosperity, they'll work for us all the time. No matter what this world or economy is doing. Amen? Say God's a good giver. God's a faithful giver. And let's just bless him. Thank you, Father. 
for blessing us today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Father, that you're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, lead us to count every blessing every single day that you've given us. Let us be content. Let us live with contentment, for contentment and godliness is great gain. We give you all the praises that you increase us more and more through contentment. We thank you, Father God. We give you all the praises for everything you have first given to us. Seed for the sower. Land. Houses. Children. Businesses. New laws. Written into policy. And effect in this nation. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing behind the scenes in this nation. Making it the land of the free and home of the brave. We've seen birth pain after birth pain. And we thank you, Lord, for the delivery. The delivery of this nation into the hands of the just. I don't know if you've noticed, but this world system has been shut down. God is transferring this world, this earth, into the hands of his saints. And he's raising up people, men and women, who want to rise to the top and control it and exercise their authority and dominion. Say, promotion's coming to me because the Lord says. Say, he's making me the head and not the tail, the owner, not the borrower, the lender. Say, if he wants me to start a bank, I will. Say, I control the wealth on this earth. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up and is now transferred to me, the just. Say, I'm in dominion on this earth. Say, the body of Christ controls the wealth on this earth, not the devil in his camp. Wealth of the sinner, come to me now. I claim Bible rights. I claim my legal rights. Blood-bought rights as a sower and as a tither. And I claim my harvest and the wealth of the wicked. In Jesus' name. And now don't speak against it because it's coming in. Amen? Keep it on your lips continually. Keep giving him praises that the sinner's wealth is transferred to me because I know what to do with it. I won't kill people with it. I'll save people with it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap. Amen. Thanks so much. We love you guys. Bless you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.